0: week's podcast brought to you in part by audible.com get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash wds to choose from over 85,000 titles for your ipod or mp3 player please
1: hi i'm dan and i'm doug from who hi this is josie lorenzo hi this is john bonjovi and i'm richie Moore. hello I'm Tommy Lee Hi, this is Molly Bryant This is Alicia Witt Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson Hi, this is Julie Mann Hello,
0: I'm Phil Collins
1: Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice Hi, this is Chelsea Hobbs Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan Hi, this is Joy Nordenstrom of Joy Romance, Inc. This is Alec Baldwin Hi, this is Christina from Survivor Redemption Island Hi, I'm Holly Sturgeon, creator of Make It or Break It And you are listening to What Do They Say?
0: Did you hear? You hear. Did you hear? Did Did you you hear? hear,
1: Did you hear? Did you hear what do they they say?
0: Wow. You get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studios South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California, and joining me as always is the man who's hanging out in his What Duvet Shed, your host, <laughs>
1: Robert Bob Duvet, coming to you from The actual handbasket we're all going to hell in! Ha
0: ha! I was just watching... uh, (laughs) Yes, in San Francisco, (laughs) California, yes. I was just watching a special on the History Channel about gateways to hell. Yeah, two hours long. Well, there's just... uh, There's places on Earth where they believe uh, through the centuries that have been places where you could actually enter the underworld into hell.
1: Interesting. I think I've been to a few of those. Uh, if they're bars in San Francisco, I think I've been to a few of those. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> How's the karaoke Can do a shout-out? The, the Tunnel Top and the Tenderloin. <laughs> Get way to hell.
0: Great. Not a sponsor, but maybe. Maybe in the future.
1: So where are they? Where are they located?
0: Uh, you know, I watched part of the special uh, before I fell... One of these things where I just was watching before I fell asleep on the TiVo... TiVo. Uh, and mm-hmm. I don't remember the location because they, they had these names that I don't remember. Mahasawai in Sambankatang place mm. or something. An enormous pit that leads directly to the volcanic center of the earth, kind of a volcano thing. Um, Let me guess. It's that... in
1: the middle of the east, the Middle East.
0: Yeah, probably. And then I fell asleep, uh, and then I woke up. I was up at like 4 o'clock in the morning, um, and I was I was really <laughs> amped let's say, at Mm -hmm. 4 o'clock in the morning. So I decided to watch it again, and there's something about watching something uh, about hell at 4.30 in the morning that makes it a lot more creepy than it
1: is at uh, midnight. (laughs) I don't know why. Uh, No, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. So. I'm glad you uh, survived your own uh, personal hell. Thanks. Any guests this week? You know... We do have guests this week. We have on our show Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Wow. Good to have him on. Yeah.
0: He's but uh, I just read a tweet from a friend of mine who said uh, when he orders the Godfather
1: pizza, he gets the horse's head on the side. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, Herman's actually over there right now making a pass at Reba. And uh, I think we're going to have Ann Coulter call in to defend... Um, I, her blacks. <laughs> so that ought to be. Did you hear about this?
0: No, I didn't. All I've heard about Herman Cain isn't there some sort of sexual lawsuit thing going on?
1: Yeah, he's doing a a really piss poor job too of of handling the controversy because it it all stemmed from these uh, like allegations that were levied against him sometime in the late nineties by a couple of female employees that said he. You know, was sexual harassment related and they were paid off and gag orders were in place and now it's resurfaced and he's blaming the Perry campaign, which is just all this is just fabulous stuff for um, the Obama camp because when you have like the Republicans going at each other like this, it's kind of like, well, geez, I don't even have to do any work, but – Uh, apparently, yeah, he's blaming the Perry campaign for this. And then when confronted by it, he's just changed his story several times. He can't remember. Oh, I thought about it. I kind of remember that he's probably violating the gag order himself, which means these women can come forward. And I think their settlement was only for $35,000. So now that they can come forward and I'm sure some you know news outlet or TV network will pay them well above that. So they'll break the gag order and tell their side of the story. And then this story has legs and yada, yada.
0: Uh, the one thing that I've heard about that is that he's not under the gag order since the lawsuit was against the company. So the gag order applies ah. to the victim. Uh, he's not under any gag order because he wasn't named specifically in the lawsuit. I mean, he was... Targeted in the lawsuit, but it's like these people who who sue the Dodgers, right? They're not Mm -hmm. actually suing Mm -hmm. Frank McCourt. They're suing the Dodgers, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Interesting. So you are keeping up on this stuff. Well, I don't know about the blacks. What is it about protecting the blacks? Oh,
1: Ann Coulter, literally. In in a show that is often guilty of misquoting what Duvet said, um, she said something to the effect of, (laughs) let me go ahead and misquote. Basically, she said something to the effect of our blacks, meaning the Republican black, uh, I guess, senators and candidates and, and whatnot for president and people that are part of their party are better than their blacks, meaning the Barack Obama and the members of the Democratic Party, which is just really lovely that this. Oh, this mannish white woman, you know, would say something like that. It's just, oh, it implies ownership. It it sets the civil rights movement on its ear. It, it's all kinds of, oh, you can get away with murder these days, can't you? Um,
0: Yeah, pretty much, I
1: guess. That, that's pretty great. That's going to get me to my snark tank later, actually. Uh, I have some snark for the tank. Oh, good. And uh, and yeah, and it's going to relate to that directly. All right. Or well, indirectly. I look forward to that.
0: We also yeah. have some uh, some letters in the mail sack that we were going to get to this yes. week we promised you last week. So we we will dip into the mail sack a little bit later. And you can email like us it. so that you can be in our mail sack by sending us an email <laughs> at said at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. You can find us on Facebook. Facebook number's climbing, Rob.
1: Climbing, they may—they actually may be declining because there's—we'll talk about it in the show—but there's been a recent volley over this Occupy movement with—with uh, with me and some some followers of the show, and it's getting quite heated.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I would like to touch on that because you're being—you are, are have have reared your opinionated lash back onto Facebook. Every now and then you do this, yes. and. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, but you can get nice. into the discussion and, and see Rob's ire by searching for what Duvet said in your little search engine. Follow us on Twitter at Bob Duvet. And if you're listening to us from iTunes, you can always go check us out on MeVio. If you're listening to us on MeVio, which is whatduvetsaid.mevio.com, welcome. It's good to have you. We, yeah. we like uh, all of you MeVio listeners. I think that covers all of it. We're, we're somewhere else, it too. Doesn't. We just got added to a rogue
1: Rogue 2 site. podcast.
0: Yes, Rogue Two. Welcome, Rogue Two, our neighbors from the north. Good day.
1: Are they Canadian, huh?
0: Yeah, I believe they are. So we're encroaching on uh, the uh, uh, S&M Rants territory. We're moving in.
1: I like it. I like it. Move over, Rants! <laughs> How like was we your... I should say... Oh, I'm sorry, Jace, I stepped all over you. There. I think we should say the number just one more time, just in case people want to call in, because we, did... we have a call, right, from Steve?
0: Oh, yeah, we do have a call, and I forgot that we have a phone number. I forgot
1: last week, too. <laughs> yeah, 415-937-0445. That number is always live, and it's 415-937-0445.
0: Operators are standing by. We do have a call from Steve. Should we get to that call from Steve right now since we're talking about it? And yeah, we might why well not?
1: Do... Why, why don't we dip into the mail stack right off? We'll
0: be <laughs> All right. This is, uh, we'll pick this one because I mentioned it last week, though we get lots. Steve from Union City, welcome to What Duvet Said. Hi, this is Steve from Union City. Uh, I've been watching a lot of the uh, TV network, and my question to you guys is, if there was a remake of Harper Valley PTA, who would you cast in it? I'll take your response off the air. Bye. I like how he does that, how he says that he'll take the message off the air, even though he's leaving a message, leave take his answer off the air. It's uh,
1: interesting. Well, you know, Steve is a veteran. I think I have a feeling Steve. We're not the only show Steve calls into.
0: Right, that's true. But he he, he and I I bet also we're not the only person Steve calls into with that question.
1: Yeah, I, I bet you he's walking around taking a poll on a daily basis. What what, what the question is? That who would we like to be the Golden Girls? What was it? Is that the message? I think it's better I think it's better if it isn't that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's continue then. Sorry. Um I'm at a disadvantage because I didn't watch The Golden Girls. I know there's 3 of them.
1: There is. And they're they're I guess if we're going to do this, if we're going to do this right, we should stick to the parameters of The Golden Girls. These are women in their golden years. So okay. we'll we'll pick 3. There were 3, right? There was Rue McClanahan. There's friend of the show Betty White, yeah, and there's the late great B Arthur. And
0: those were so, the Golden Girls.
1: Oh, and one more Estelle Getty. Oh right,
0: yeah, okay. So there's four of them. So this is my you understanding of the Golden Girls. Having never watched an episode of the Golden Girls, this is my bias as to who they are. I believe mm-hmm. that Betty White is the Daffy one. That okay. Rue McClanahan is the sex-starved one. Oh, uh, yes. That B. Arthur is B. Arthur. She plays Maude. Yes. That she's the sort of smartassy older one. And then uh, then Estelle Getty. Yeah, right. And Estelle Getty is the doddering grandma from Beverly Hillbillies who says the wacky, can't believe that the old woman is
1: saying that comments. Absolutely. You are good for someone who's claimed to never have watched the show. You have it down, Pat, sir. All
0: right. So who do you cast?
1: So we got to pick three olds and then an even older. Okay. All right. Who am I going to cast? All right. Well, I'm going to keep Betty White in the Betty White role because I don't think anybody does Betty White better than Betty White. Okay. Good. Fair enough. For my Rue McClanahan, the sexy one, I am going to go with. Raquel Welch. Ah, see, I was thinking Raquel Welch. B. Arthur, that's going to be tougher. Uh, we need someone with a little sass and kind of a uh, a mannish sort of voice. I'm going to go with Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner,
0: <laughs> good. Okay.
1: Okay, and that leaves the 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 um grandma, right? The old the old old. Hmm. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Can we pick the lady from Where's the Beef?
0: Uh, Sure, she <laughs> she go <alive>. ahead.
1: <laughs> the lady from Where's the Beef.
0: <laughs> okay, the lady from Where's the Beef. Who Who is the lady? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go off on a tangent here. You know what the best part of that commercial is? What's that? The other old ladies in that commercial. Oh, yeah? The Where's the Beef lady, I know that she got all the attention, but actually the the funniest people are the other old ladies in it. Because they stand there going, it's a very big bun. Yes. It's a very big, fluffy bun. Yes. <laughs> and then the old lady, the funniest line that the old, the where's the beef lady says is not where's the beef, is at the very end she goes, I don't think there's anybody back there. Yeah, come on. <laughs> That's what makes that commercial funny. Where's the beef isn't funny.
1: Well, I'm dying to hear who you're going to cast in this all right well i'm let's who's see. on your casting couch jason <laughs> uh
0: i forget who we're talking about the golden girls okay <laughs> i'm gonna do um i will do uh the b arthur role i'm going to put sigourney weaver in uh Ooh, the b arthur that's, role that's, that's, she's still uh, hot actually yeah Uh, And speaking of still hot, I will do in the sexy Rue McClanahan role, I will cast Susan Sarandon uh, in in that role. like
1: your golden girls.
0: There you go. See? Um, So let's see. Who else would there be? Who else is left? We've got Super Old and uh, um, And Betty White. And Betty White. Yeah. Um, Super Old. Oh, jeez. I will say Angelica Houston.
1: <laughs> Ooh, God, your Golden Girls are way hotter than my Golden Girls. Well,
0: I'm just trying to think of actresses that are that have been around for a long time. So I will say Angelica Houston, uh, and then for the Betty White, I'll say Diane Keaton.
1: Oh, very good, very good. I thought you were going to say Diane Cannon, friend of the show, not a sponsor.
0: Oh, see, but I would put Diane Cannon on a pedestal and worship her.
1: Yeah. You wouldn't demean her to put her on television. Yeah, uh, how about that, Steve from Union City? <laughs> Thank you, Steve, for your provocative, thought-provoking questions. Keep them coming. Yeah.
0: yeah, keep it coming, Steve. You do nice work. I think that's enough of the mail sack. Do we have any news? Yeah. Very okay.
1: Very little news, though. I mean, I, I try to find news that I find humorous, and it's uh, everything. But the very serious world we live in. Well, why don't
0: we talk about Occupy Occupy?
1: Well, let's talk about that, because there's been a lot of, up here in particular, have you been following the Occupy Oakland?
0: Uh, I've heard the Occupy Oakland. They talk about Occupy Oakland down here as sort of the redheaded stepchild of the Occupy movement, that no one seems to like Occupy Oakland. I, I, I think the mayor or someone went out there to say something, and she got shouted down, and... They were going to some, – somebody got hit by – some ex-marine got hit by a tear gas canister.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the problem is the mayor of Oakland is way overmatched for this time that she's mayor. She's just kind of like – you. looks like the deer in the headlights every time you see her in a press conference. So she's kind of overmatched. She's not really – Directing the police department and how to handle it. When she did, predictably, the police department acted kind of brutish, you know? And (laughs) the problem with the movement itself, this Occupy, you know, Wall Street movement in general, is there's no really, there's no real stated goals or aims, right? So it's just a general discontent and a general, like, sense of unfairness and a general. Like blanket for every ill that you know, people suffer from is being represented by this movement, which I think, as you and I know, is not going to get you really where you need to go. The reason why conservative movements tend to be more effective and, 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 and garner more attention or well, – let's take the Ku Klux Klan, shall we? OK. What did the Ku Klux Klan state as their goal?
0: Uh, well, they would like, uh, I believe white, white supremacy, right?
1: Right. They, they, they wanted to get all the blacks and get all the Jews. Right. Yeah. Well, I think narrow focus, pretty narrow focus, right? It wasn't unfairness about, you know, some people make more money than others. My student loans are too much. I can't get a good paying job, health insurance, teachers, you know, it's, It's a little kind of messy when you get into all that. The other problem with the Occupy Oakland movement, and which I suspect is going to happen more broad-based, is that you have a lot of agitators that get – Involved in these movements that really their only goal is to fuck shit up and to bait the police into doing brutish things which is kind of built into the police's DNA and so then all of a sudden it turns into a riot and people like last night, you know, throwing, you know, garbage cans through windows, occupying buildings that, you know, just bum rushing stuff and graffiti and making barricades and lighting fires And when that happens, it kind of sullies all everybody's good intentions. You know, the peaceful protest part of it goes out the window.
0: So if I'm understanding you correctly, and let me misquote you, you're saying that the Ku Klux Klan's blacks are better than the Oakland blacks.
1: They're just they have a, a I'm not saying better at all, because believe me, I do not agree or support or endorse. Let me just say that plainly. And the Ku Klux Klan, I'm using them as an example of a conservative movement or a movement that had clearly stated kind of aims, right?
0: Yeah, I versus,
1: understand. Right. Versus I liberal causes, which tend to be a lot more sort of esoteric in nature.
0: Well, it's the same problem as rioting in your in your hometown when you disagree with a judgment in... You know, in the court system or 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 any sort of rioting. You, if I, I've never understood the throwing garbage cans through the local shopkeepers window when you're protesting against the bigwigs who sit in
1: their big homes, you know. Uh, exactly right. Go to the bigwigs neighborhood where the rich people live and, you know, throw Molotov cocktails through their windows, throw garbage cans through their windows. Then you're making a statement, then you're putting fear into those people and could affect change. But occupying, you know, Oakland in some, you know, already impoverished area is not really, you know, you're targeting the very people that you claim to represent. Like, yeah. Businesses are having a very rough go of it during all these protests in in Oakland because people are afraid to come down to where these people are occupying because they don't want to get involved in the the politics of it all and the the rabble rise rousing and stuff like so these businesses are hurting, and these are mom and pop businesses you know these aren't the major corporate businesses, so it's just kind of like it it's just it's, it's it's a a good good deed gone completely awry and yesterday they went to a whole foods in oakland and whole foods before all this would be thought of as a, a probably a pretty good company right all these hippies and vegans like to eat their organic foods
0: well and i think they have a pretty good business model too if i understand whole foods correctly yeah
1: they treat their employees well so what does this mob do they go and they spray paint on the side of the building, you know, whatever, uh, strike, because they, because Whole Foods didn't close their doors and strike. Now you have a bunch of moms and people in their shopping that may, may have been sympathetic to the cause, are terrified because there's a huge throng of people out front chanting, you know, where are the 99%? And they're throwing paint at the windows and they're You know throwing garbage cans at the windows and then you have employees that are fearing for their lives because they have to go to work right you got to make money you know Mm -hmm. it's like as much as people like to think that capitalism is the problem um show me another way that works because i think they tried the redistribution of wealth um, and it was called communism it didn't work out so well
0: well first of all that that it didn't work out because it was the dictatorship of the proletariat it never reached full communism So all of you can go look that up on your Wikipedia and see that I'm right. Because it
1: never will. That's not how human beings work. Right. It never
0: happens when—the dictator never releases power. It's supposed to be a transitional phase until true communism is reached, but the proletariat who becomes dictator uh, always holds on to the power. Additionally, when you think about things like— the nonviolent protests of Gandhi or Martin Luther King. They also had this sort of stated goal that they looked for. So I can understand having a sit-in uh, to to uh, protest and get that out of the way. But you're absolutely right. There is no stated goal of the Occupy people. Additionally, there are people who, I bet you, there, there's an OccupyOakland.com that somebody's <laughs> bought to, with the purpose of mm-hmm. monetizing the this movement um and additionally the 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 main problem that i have with communism or uh the occupy movement is is let me see if i can figure this out in a coherent way i just again i watched uh this documentary called triumph of the nerds i watched it again as i recommended Mm -hmm. everybody do after steve job passed and i still recommend watching it if you haven't seen it it's 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 essential viewing for anybody who owns a desktop computer not a sponsor but it's good stuff but they show Mm -hmm. the intel corporation And they represent the business model that is the Intel Corporation. And they say, here's the CEO of Intel. He's worth a couple of billion dollars in a cubicle because everybody's equal here at Intel. He sits in a cubicle. All the workers sit in a cubicle, that sort of thing. It just so happens that Mm -hmm. he actually makes a lot more money than the person in the cubicle next to him because he's the CEO. But as a work environment, everybody works out the same way. I think that's a pretty good business model. I think that works pretty well. And I think that, uh, is probably what I would think is the fair way of doing capitalism, because the problem I have with pay off my student loans or don't shop at whole foods or, uh, you know, uh, where's my job is that. Yeah. Yeah. Is that people with, a a crappy skill set are getting paid the same amount as people who actually excel at their job. And I think Mm -hmm. you should be compensated for the work that you do for your skill and talent. And you should also be compensated for your demand. As much as I hate the oil companies, you know, as much Mm -hmm. as I hate the fact that they are, you know, gouging us and, and taking, you know, golden parachutes and, and their vacations and all that money. It's, it's, it's the demand. We all buy gas. If you really want to make a difference, don't drive.
1: Don't buy gas. Turn your lights off. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's yeah. how you... Don't watch the... The media gets a free pass in all of this stuff, too. Because the media is what's driving, you know, the movement because they're on they you know they're on TV right mm-hmm. and that's that they want the salacious stuff they love when people riot so you're doing the media big big you know big ups when you riot and let you know control the 1% of your movement that is acting like anarchists police that because when they act like crazy people it leads on the news and then that's the face of the, that's the image of the movement.
0: Yeah. And it also draws people in who would normally not go down in protest, who want to go down and riot and loot. I remember when the, exactly. uh, when the, uh, OJ verdict happened and LA mm-hmm. was in lockdown. Was that it? Must have been the OJ verdict. But, um, I went, uh, I went and hung out at a buddy of mine's house in, um, Westwood. Uh, we weren't supposed to be out of curfew or anything like that, but we were there anyway. And he was like, "So you guys want to go down into the village tonight? We're gonna to go looting." I'm like, uh, okay, you know, he wasn't upset at the O.J. verdict. He wasn't disenfranchised. He wasn't, you know, uh, uh, expressing centuries of uh, racial anger. He was just some dude who saw on the news that people were throwing bricks through windows in the Westwood area and he was gonna go grab a couple VCRs so we could sell them.
1: Right? That's I mean and that is a segment that's a a segment of the of the population, the movement. Well, what I got into with this, this particular friend of mine on on the Facebook oh, good. was I like to put I like to put provocative comments on my Facebook walk. I'm not married to anything that I put up there. And anybody that knows me knows that I'm just trying to stir the pot a little bit.
0: Yes, I agree. I I oftentimes will put things up on my Facebook page, not because I agree and love them, but because I want them to sort of be open for discussion.
1: Exactly. You and I are of like mind with that. With me, I think with you, people um, give the benefit of the doubt. With me, I get attacked viciously. (laughs) On, you know, which I am open, open for. So I put two things. I'll read them exactly as they were written. Okay. Uh, The first one was Facebook equals big corporation. Mark Zuckerberg equals one percent. Stop occupying Facebook with propaganda if you want the movement to remain untainted by corporate greed. This message sponsored by the one percent. Because in my feed, I'm getting a few people that are very involved. And these are people that. I saw no political, you know, they were not involved politically in anything prior to this, but this is the cause, Salab, right? So it's, you know, they're Facebooking everything. Watch this video and look at this pie graph and shit that's been out there for fucking years. They are now like acting as if they're authorities on the st- the fact that poverty has been happening in America, and there's an unequal, you know, all the the the, the buzz phrases, right? Yeah. But they're using Facebook, which is a huge, huge corporation, mm-hmm. and employs many probably like-minded people, but. I thought that ironic. So then I get a lot of shit on that. The one that really set it off, though, Jace, was this one. I wrote, it would be refreshing if the Occupy movement refrained from whining about fairness. Because life ain't, and you won't get it by marching around in silly mass. Get a cohesive message and lose the dogma.
0: Right, yeah. I read both of those. And I I didn't find either of them uh, particularly offensive. I found them starting points for discussion.
1: I got so – this one <laughs> friend went uh-huh. – like, just was like – was very snarky. Like, she thought that my comment was one of those, get in, get, get that – you kids get off my lawn, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. I've like turned into one curmudgeon. of those people, by the way, <laughs> in, in another – What's in that? A, in, a, in a completely different topic, I've turned into that person. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> so, so, at any rate, so that kind of like – and then she takes it a step further by saying – You know, and you can tell them that all you jerks that that don't have health insurance, suck it up and die already. Jeez. And she sends me a Facebook, you know, video of some guy who couldn't get health insurance, right? Uh And then on all you snot-nosed kids that need a job, education and food, then get a goddamn job. And she sends me a pie graph of child poverty, which is funny because she was accusing me of being the get off my lawn. And then she uses the whole get off my lawn condescending sort of thing. And so it annoyed me because it, it it assumes that I know nothing about any of these things, that it's hard to get health insurance, that there's, you know, it's a racket, right? And so then I start to get kind of like, well, if you want to go there, then let's go there. So this goes on and on and on to the point where I mean, it gets very heated, although I'm not making it any more heated. I'm just stating facts. She's bringing a lot of her own personal experience into it, which is – I think my point is that these movements become so personal that yeah. you're not going to have any success with a movement that becomes about you. Right. And yes, yeah, so there it goes. So I, I'm, I'm on Facebook agitating because it's my right. It's my <laughs> yeah. wall and I can do what I want with it. Right. And uh you know, and we may be we, we, as a result we may be losing listeners. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fine. Um How how did you become the get off my lawn guy?
0: Oh, it has nothing to do with uh occupy anything. So, I mean, if you want to so <laughs> shift into that.
1: Everything right? has to do with occupy. Come on, Jason.
0: Well, no, I I I I uh, to address the person before we move into that, but to address the person who's posting these things on your wall, which which I did I didn't actually follow, I didn't watch any of the comments on it, so I, I, I maybe I'll check into it and and read that. the 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 difference between actually having problems and pointing out problems and pointing to the solution being throwing you know spray painting the walls of Whole Foods, like, ha, ha, make that connection for me, and then we can have a dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know? That's that's and, what I want to see.
1: She would say she's they're raising awareness. They're helping inform people. But I say these are the same people that were not informed enough to know that they couldn't afford the house that they were buying, that if you rack up a shitload of credit card debt just because they're offering you credit – Does't mean you financially are capable of, of shouldering that burden, you know so where is the ownership on the people? you go to college and you choose to go to a school that's forty thousand dollars a year, a private school, you are agreeing on some level to the amount of debt that that is in the hope that your job will you know help you uh, pay off that debt and will translate into something more than you would have gotten had you not attended the university, yeah. Yeah, it's not a Garen fucking
0: T man. Right. Don't live outside your means. That's really kind of the problem. I did I mention this on the podcast before that somebody up the street, uh there's a there's a email list for everybody who lives on my block. And if you want to report okay. some neighborhood watch thing, uh you can tell everybody all at once. Hey, the car's getting broken into, hey, my mm-hmm. this happened, hey, that happened. And some guy wrote on the block wrote to this email list, "Hey, somebody called parking enforcement, and my car got a ticket, and so did everybody else on the block. Uh, I was parked in a red zone, and I got a ticket. And the tree trimmer who was parked illegally got a ticket, and then everybody on the block whose cars parked in their driveways but blocking the sidewalk all got a ticket. And I hope you're happy. And the next time this happens, all you're doing is 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 wasting everybody's money. And you know he went off on this tirade." About how how rude and how mean it was for people to call parking enforcement and what's the matter with people and it went on and on and on. Did I have I told you this story before?
1: You did not, no.
0: Okay. So I read this email that he's just venting and raging about it, and I looked at it and I went, Well, I didn't get a parking ticket. you, you know why I didn't get a parking ticket? I'm going to guess that you weren't parked in an illegal parking spot. You're absolutely correct, Rob. I was not parked in an illegal parking spot. (laughs) I mean, there's a little metaphor for you. If you don't do the wrong thing, you won't be in a situation where the man is cracking down on you. The man is never cracking down on me. I don't get credit card, you know, past due statements because I pay my credit card bills. I'm not getting defaulted on my mortgage because I know that I haven't been able to buy a house yet. I, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't have, you know, my car isn't being repossessed because I bought a car that I could afford. I I live within my means and I I understand that I live in a society and that I should be able to to get out with other people in the society and join with their cause. But I don't I I will join with this cause when the ends uh, are something that I can believe with. I don't think everybody's student debt should be forgiven. (laughs) Okay, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case. You know, then then if that happens, then why isn't all my debt forgiven? I don't have any debt right now. But when the day comes, like, why don't I get my college paid for then? Okay, why don't I get a (laughs) refund for my college?
1: Let's debunk a few more myths, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) I think (laughs) I love it when people talk about this country as a democracy. We are. We are a republic. Yeah, we are not a democracy.
0: You're absolutely right.
1: I look. I love when people talk about this idea that political cronyism and lobbying and uh, people with money influencing and making decisions is something that's a recent phenomena. This goes back to the very inception of our country. Right. So spare me your argument that this is something that is just been happening over the last three years. This has been going on blame if you want to blame something blame somebody younger generation blame your parents and blame your grandparents because what happened after the great achievements of the civil rights movement and the end the the stop to the Vietnam war all of those people the all those the, the majority of those people decided to become fucking yuppies and make as much money as they possibly could mm. and then they raised fairly entitled children who were told that they were entitled to this American dream and home ownership and college and all that stuff, who in turn raised this generation of kids who are completely and totally entitled and have never had to suffer for one freaking thing.
0: Yeah, I believe that uh, every this idea of the American dream uh, and the perfect America and the America that was uh, ends at Post-World War II. Like, nothing existed in America prior to World War II. And this idea that America was perfect in the 50s, in the Eisenhower era, um, is what everybody believes. Let's return to those values. Like, for some reason, that... 10 year period was the greatest period in American history which you know I don't I don't know how much history you know about but there's a lot of crappy shit happening in the 1950s you know
1: Yeah right <laughs> one of the most conservative periods in time yeah. also you know we're all harkening back to it in in a lot of ways right the immigration policies that people are putting forth this is a country founded on immigration
0: Yeah yeah well try being a woman in the 1950s hello yeah. <laughs> A lot of options
1: for you ladies yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. I I, the,
0: the, I I think that the it's really this um this idea of of well I I'm I'm going to say that the, the it's frozen in time like Christmas carols you listen to Christmas Mm. carols and all the ones that came from the late forties, early fifties are the ones that you still hear all the time right now. And that people every year Mm. recreate the late forties, early fifties, Christmas time in their home, which was the time when Christmas became perfectly commercialized to the, the exact way that it's supposed to be. Everything that Christmas Uh was before then wasn't this way, you know? So, uh, Everyone wants Christmas in America in the 1940s and 50s all the time with their Santa Claus that comes and brings them free gifts. <laughs> you know, yeah. they want to open up their gifts. <laughs> and that's, that's what they want. That's what they believe America is supposed to be. But you're absolutely right. That's not the way America is. And you need to have the money to, to get the money. And you need to be able to take the money to exploit everybody who will take who will give you their money. And I'm quite sure yeah. that I could or anybody could walk down to any of these places with our Occupy LA t-shirts and make a bundle of cash from them. Mhm. Mhm. I survived I fact, survived Occupy, should. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was thinking about this in the shower that, you know, and Gross. I'll just, I'll, I'll try to wrap up my thoughts on this. And in this country, you have to be dumb enough to be elected for uh, an office. I mean, there's a certain degree of dumbness you have to have to be elected. You have to be smart enough to not pay attention to the political process. And you have to be just. Delusional enough to believe that the you're going to change this embedded system by shaking an angry fist and and then complaining about fairness. Right. Yeah. So there you go. I'm I'm over, I am officially uh, until I hear a stated goal. I am not paying attention to the Occupy movement anymore. It's a sideshow.
0: Uh yeah. Well, I'm not going to pay attention to it until they come up with a cause.
1: Or if they go into a rich person's neighborhood and set ablaze a rich person's house. And I I apologize to the rich person because it's probably not your fault. But um, that would speak more volumes and and show a a bit more, uh, you know, relationship to what they're complaining about than doing what they're doing, which is just, you know, marauding the streets of an already impoverished city.
0: Well, but uh, let' uh, me we, ask you
1: this about ventured the... into the realm of talk radio Jason
0: I know this is an hysterical podcast. Let me ask you this though, do you get mad at the rich person let let me let us again let's let's go back to the the concept of supply and demand uh okay, let's say that we are able to monetize the what duvet said podcast, which is not something that okay. we really can do because it's not a a commodity it's not a a product that we have to manufacture. Mm-hmm. But let's yes. say, like back in the day, in order to release the what Duve said podcast, we had to actually press it on wax, and we only had enough money for a hundred of these podcasts every week. And we are, as we know, we have, you know, several thousand listeners every week. Yes, right? several so thousand, yeah. So would we? Are we at fault then for having one hundred podcasts and one thousand people who want them, who are willing to pay anything that? they can to pay for it are let's say it costs us 10 cents a record to press a record Mm -hmm. and someone walks up to us and says I want one of those 100 records I will pay you $100 for it are we obligated to then say no 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 it only costs 10 cents and we only need a dollar to live so only pay us a dollar ten or should we take the thousand dollars from the guy
1: I I mean, clearly, clearly, anybody, anybody who is anybody who's grown up and lived in this country or has aspired to live in this country would would take the thousand dollars. I mean, that's just what it is, man. That's what it is.
0: Yeah. But that's how you determine the value of something. That's how you determine the value of 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 a worker. One person who does the job better than the other person is more valuable and therefore is worth more money. So is, yeah. are the fat cats on Wall Street worth more money than us because they actually figured out how to earn that much money? I mean, yes, I will say that a great majority of the people who have a lot of wealth in this money have it because they inherited it or walked into it. There are very few self-made millionaires in America. You know, good, good for
1: Mark Zuckerberg. He figured out how to do it. You know, he's doing it now. Uh, the, the, system, the system is skewed. To benefit the rich and the ears, the people that make powerful decisions, you know, they have the ears of of people that are wealthier. Right. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I don't like lobbyists. I want to get rid of lobbyists and special interests. That's my protest right there. And I also. Which is
1: who is being protected, though, by the government. So, I mean, it's convoluted. Sure. But you're right you're dead you're dead the rights this is how it works are people suggesting we abandon capitalism in the sake of fairness and what what
0: right and then what
1: what happens yeah you don't make any more money than the guy next to you how's that going to be what if you want more what if you aspire to greater what if you're tired of your you know your 30-inch television and you want a 42-inch television Right. Well, what about, you know, what about
0: bringing skilled labor back to the American workforce instead of farming it out to China or Mexico? How about that? How about actually I think that's a a valid protest instead of Mm -hmm. the head of the Ford Motor Company uh, building plants in foreign countries and paying lower wages or even better instead of Apple paying incredibly low wages for China or Korea to manufacture the iPhone. How about take some of that enormous profit invested into the workers here in America, take a little less salary, and build a factory here in America where skilled American workers can build the iPhone in a factory? How about that for a protest? Let's do that. That's a great one. And while you're
1: at it, don't use said iPhones to film your protest. Don't buy them. (laughs) Yeah. Until that shit happens. Because that's the that's the great dichotomy here. You know what I mean? It's we want the toys. We want to use the toys. But we want to complain about where the toys are built. Don't yeah. buy the toys. You don't buy the toys, they're not going to be built in China.
0: Yeah, there won't be a demand for them. Exactly. So, But there's always going to be somebody who sees that that's not happening and take advantage of that and make their own bunch of money. So if iPhones don't get bought... And there's a a surplus of iPhones. Some guy's gonna buy a bunch of them and sell them for a lot less and make his mm-hmm. you know make his profit that way. So that's the way the system works. I I, I think even okay. better is I'll, I'll I'll take a page out of. Uh, the Ides of March, actually. George Clinton is... George Clinton. Not George Clinton. George Clooney. <laughs> George Clooney. But George I would love Clooney. to see George Clinton as president.
1: <laughs>
0: That'd be a funky movie. <laughs> but uh, George Clooney is, is playing a fellow who's running for president, and he says, you know, bring American manufacturing back to America, manufacture an electric car that doesn't reply on foreign oil, and do it all right here in America. And w- why isn't that happening? you know
1: yeah it could you know a, a good another since we're doing this this is what the show is people today this is it we're talking about we're getting things off our chest. we're suggesting so uh okay. call in at what do they at gmail.com or 4159270445 but the whole, so everybody's up in arms about kim kardashian
0: oh yes we do have to talk about kim kardashian and i do also want to tell you how i became the
1: man shaking his fist Oh, good, good, good. All right, I'm just going to quickly my thing on the Kim Kardashian thing relates directly to what we were just talking about. okay she's she's a phony, a big phony this, they're, they're they're got caught up in all their their various phoniness, and that's why there's this you know big thing. But if you really, really are upset about the Kim Kardashian and the Kardashian family and all this stuff, don't watch the show. Don't buy the magazine, them included. Um, don't s- support her various brands. And there you go. You've just shut Kim Kardashian down. That's all it takes. Do you think people are really
0: upset about the wedding? Like, did, do you really? I guess so. I, I guess people really thought she had found love and got married and, and had an
1: investment in caring about that. Um, yeah, well, that speaks to a whole entire another issue of people's kind of oh, delusion and night. I don't know, man. I didn't for a second care, A, or believe B, that she was. And we talked about this on this very show that she that this was anything more than publicity. Well, I just try to, I, I maybe I just
0: th- think higher of people than, than, than I should. I just believe that most people who watch reality TV shows or dress up like Snooky for Halloween do so because mm-hmm. they 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 they're they feel superior to it like no one watches Kim Kardashian because they covet Kim Kardashian's life maybe they watch it because they want the money and and the publicity but they really don't care about Kim Kardashian do
1: they well they well they com- seem to complain an awful lot about When she does this, that, or the other, and there's, I mean, there's comment um, on Gawker. They always do recaps of the shows, and the recaps are really well written, much like ours. When uh, you write the make it or break it recaps, yeah, coming back. There's a lot of comments. Yep, coming back soon. There's a lot of comments, and so a lot of people are really like irate about this, you know, Kardashian event. Because there's like you know, 400 comments, so people are angry enough to write something about it. So then they must have been invested in some way or feel duped in some way. And I'm like, you know, to my way of thinking is don't watch the show. Don't buy your shit. And, you know, shame on you for believing that this was uh, true love.
0: Well, and why aren't people protesting Kim Kardashian? Don't you think that Kim Kardashian or even better, Ryan Seacrest, who, who uh, mm-hmm. produced the thing, don't you think they just watched the royal wedding and went, wow, why don't we do that? Kim Kardashian is America's oh, princess. We we can get a bunch of people watching and talking about it. And that seems like what should
1: happen. Yeah, I guess there's your demand, right? There was clearly a demand for it. Right. You know what we should do, Rob? What? We should next get, time we should have a, <laughs> we should have a big wedding. wedding.
0: We should uh, next time there's a big news event that everybody tunes into, you know, like if it's a tsunami, then we should stage our own.
1: Uh, and thank thankfully it'll be done entirely uh over the internet so we really don't have to prove that there's a tsunami going on we could just kind of wash ourselves with sound effects
0: yeah just theater of the mind great we'll get on that we'll be the next kim kardashian So, Jason,
1: i i can wait no longer why were you shaking an angry fist
0: i've got new neighbors <laughs> oh no and not the-, the
1: sexy one that walks around nude you know what? I, th- that's funny
0: you should say that because I've got the, the two people just moved into the house right in front of me. And one of the guy looks like um, either John Lennon on the cover of the Hey Jude album or probably a more recent reference would be he looks like uh, Joaquin Phoenix in the I'm Still Here or I'm Not Here or whatever that uh. movie was. The big beard uh, and the glasses and the hat that looks like he's Amish or something like that. <laughs> So, um, and the girl, his girlfriend is like six foot five, blonde, beautiful. I guess she's beautiful. I don't know. She's looks like she's about 12 years old, but I was walking my dog last night. They just moved in on the first. So two days ago, so walking my dog last night after I got home from playing cards and, uh, I was coming back to my house and I just turned and looked up cause I saw they had all the lights on inside. So I just, I, just turned and looked, and as I turned and looked, she walked by totally topless, <laughs> past the
1: window. Ooh,
0: nice! I just saw How her...
1: her tatas.
0: Well, I just saw her back, and I was like, for just a split second, I was like, I should stop and back up and look to see if she passes again. But I was like, I don't want, I, I don't want to. I, I first of all, I, I wasn't really interested. I, I, I don't really care. But I just think mm-hmm. it's funny that I once again have a neighbor that walks around naked. <laughs>
1: You go. I love these free spirits that live in your neighborhood.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, so, um, I I walk my dog frequently, as you can tell by all these stories. But Uh, when I on the they started moving stuff on on Halloween, and I saw the U-Haul truck out front with the back gate open for them to unload. Um, So I I was walking back, and I could see nothing but the back of the truck. And you know what I saw in the back of
1: the truck? What?
0: A drum kit.
1: Oh no!
0: Yeah. So Does I. Does that mean I want,
1: he's a drummer or he's gonna play drums?
0: I don't know. I haven't seen the drum kit. There's a little uh, a shed in the back of the my um, of the backyard, sort of a, a storage unit, and I uh-huh. I see it when I go in to load laundry in, and he's got three amplifiers, like a classic sixties keyboard uh and a a multiple guitar rack sitting there
1: oh Oh, no no. (laughs) the band the band Uh, right below my window well i mean you work from home a lot too right i yeah
0: i I write i work from home so i mean yeah you're
1: gonna have to have that conversation i have a feeling at some point the only thing that I think I have going for
0: me, first of all, so uh, they're really nice, which is kind of mm-hmm. annoying. Like I've seen both of them, and they've <laughs> been super nice. So I've been sort of thrown by that. Um, uh, but I think the one thing I, that I have going for me is he's, ab- he's put up absolutely no soundproofing. So I'm hoping that he's actually an accomplished enough musician to know that he'd have to put soundproofing up in the... In the house because there's no insulation yeah. or anything, um, and maybe he's just using it as storage. I don't know, or he might be doing some recording. But if there's a band playing right there, I'm gonna lose my shit.
1: Yeah, well, it's hard, especially if they, dude. It's only three o'clock. Yeah, but I'm writing.
0: <laughs> I know that's the thing. Well, that's what happened the other day. I felt I, I was su- I felt like such an ass because the, he they had a buddy over who was doing some handyman work. And the guy had a boombox on with the back door wide open and playing some sort of NPR talk radio. Mm -hmm. So I hear that for about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. As soon as it started, I was just furious. But I was like, "Uh, "It's 1:30 in the afternoon. You know, it's it's like Tuesday. You know, what? Can I really be mad about this? Right? You know? I mean, yeah. yeah." he's playing uh, uh you know he's in the bathroom he's not in the backyard there's no reason for the door to be wide open there's no reason for me to be hearing the boombacks but okay you know he maybe he's going in and out of the house he's moving around he's found a central location it's not like it's horrible techno music and it's not like it's so loud that i c- it's it's overwhelming everything that i'm hearing you know uh But Mm -hmm. I can just hear it. It's just noise that normally wasn't noise, that I've never had noise. And I moved away from noise, right? That's why I'm here in the Hollywood Hills. I got away from Uh noise so i mean and it only went on for an hour and a half and i keep like trying to give him the benefit of the doubt okay i'll be cool about this but i swear it's been building up internally like i'm i'm pre-angry about it right (laughs) so i just know the moment that anything happens i'm going to be like
1: what the fuck what are you kidding me what are you doing (laughs) oh man i wish you luck with that my friend
0: Oh, I've been walking around like waiting for the other shoe to drop for for you know three or four days now since that U-Haul showed up. I just keep waiting to start hearing that drum kit going.
1: Uh huh. And God forbid they sound like the FI.
0: Oh, no. Now he actually seems like he's. I mean, they're cool. That, that's the other thing is that they're cool. I haven't really talked to her, but he's cool. He seems like
1: a nice guy. Uh well, that's ah uh, well. I can't wait. We're gonna keep you listeners. Uh, updated on the progress of Jason's new neighbor.
0: Yeah, thanks. How about you, Rob? Do you have any snark for the snark tank, or have you, are you all chunked out?
1: I, I No, I got a couple of snark, snarks for the snark tank. One is, I'm looking through Us Weekly. My wife gets the Us Weekly, and there's a, this picture, this is more an observation, but uh, there's a picture of Willem Dafoe sitting outside with a cup of you know, espresso, and the caption reads, they, re- they use bookmarks, and there's a picture of him with a book cracked open and a bookmark in his hand that he's placing there. And I was thinking to myself, why is this an observation? As if Willem Dafoe has, like, some lackey where he's like, you know, he needs to put his book down for the day, and he's yelling, like, John! 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 <laughs> I'm ready, to, I'm ready to put my, my book down. Could you put your finger here? I need you to put your <laughs> finger right here. And hold, hold it there place. until I'm ready to read this book again.
0: Well, yeah, I think that's probably true. Or that celebrities are so rich that they only get audiobooks. But we know that for you as a listener that you can get free audiobooks by visiting www.audibletrial.com WDS and downloading one of 85,000 titles that you can get for free. You don't have to be a rich celebrity with a lackey who keeps your place in a book. You can just listen to anything, and you can probably find some great books about protests—real protests, like the biography of Gandhi or protesting ah, the, the Vietnam the War. Commune. Uh, that's all. Just wanted to squeeze that in beforehand. What else nice. is in your
1: <laughs> Snark Tank? Good, good work. Nice. Uh, let me, uh, let me, let me go to it. Let me—I uh, wrote, made a, made a note. Want to make sure I get this right. Uh, Alright. You know what know what it is? It's a it's a phrase, so it's kind of a snark tank phrased out combo. Hmm. Can you mash up to a mashup of the music?
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. Here, how's this sound? It's got, a, okay, it's got a good beat and you can snark to it.
1: It's it's twofold. One is one of my least favorite statements these days is when I hear people say, the Bible clearly states. Uh, mm mm-hmm, Yeah. Um, yeah. So there, that's its own separate thing. But my snark for the snark tank is when people say they have no regrets. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's just this total excuse to completely absolve you of any shitty decision-making, bad behavior, it's like I've never seen more people, and this is a relatively recent phenomenon I think, where you hear this all the time. I have no regrets. Like Matt Lauer would question somebody about, you know, some behavior or some dubious choice or, you know, whatever, and the person's like, "Well, you know, I have no regrets about yeah. anything yeah. that I've ever done." And it's like, you know what? It's okay to regret things that you've done. It's okay to admit wrong. It's all right to say, you know what? I maybe haven't made all the best decisions in this situation. Kim Kardashian, I'm talking to you. But to sit there and say, I have no regrets about anything makes you a complete douchebag.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah well what they're saying what they're in their idiotic way is that they they wouldn't be the person that they are if they hadn't lived the experience that they have so they don't regret the life experiences that they have but that that's not the case if they really did change from the experiences that they had then they would have regret <laughs> for the experiences that they made yeah. to possibly hurt others or even hurt themselves you know i would guarantee mm-hmm. you that if you talked to um you know Maybe not George Harrison, but if you talk to, like, uh, Richard Pryor after he set himself on fire freebasing cocaine, Mm -hmm. that he probably regretted that, (laughs) you know, even though it made him a pretty, you know, made him the comedian and person that he was.
1: I, I would dare say that, I mean, there's many things I've done in my life that I actually regret doing. And they've made me the person I am today. But you know what? I might have been a different person had I not done those things that I might actually enjoy m- more.
0: Right. Yeah. Actually, speaking of Facebook status updates, uh, I saw a status update of a friend of mine from college who was like the wunderkind in college that was just going to make it and be the celebrity. And he, he, he didn't quite – he hasn't quite reached the echelon that he should have been. But his, uh, his Facebook status update was in my next life I want to come back as a successful version of me.
1: <laughs> that's good i like that
0: yeah see there you go
1: yeah i mean so it's okay to regret things listeners send in your regrets and we'll talk them we'll, we'll work through them because you know hey we jason and i might just regret this show and if we come back to you in a couple of weeks time because we won't be doing the show next week because i'm going on vacation this is the eve of me leaving to go to boca raton right so thanks steve for bringing up the golden girls yeah but it's okay to regret regret things. It's okay to admit wrong. Um, I, I, I really think it's symptomatic of, of, of generation being weaned on the idea that everything they do is wonderful.
0: Yeah. I have... And
1: you should have no regrets in life. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's a good one. I don't have anything to phrase out, but I will say that I've discovered the second most uttered phrase on Halloween. What's that? Okay. Well, you, of course, know what the first most uttered phrase is, right?
1: Guess what I am?
0: No, no, no. Trick or treat would be the <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> First most uttered phrase on Halloween. The second most uttered phrase on Halloween is one, two, three. Really? Yeah, everybody's standing and taking pictures. One, oh. two, three. <laughs> I heard that about 40 times in my
1: one block up and down the block. <laughs> oh my god, that is Funny. So people don't say, say cheese anymore, huh? No. One, two, three. Yeah. Listen for it. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we phrase out one, two, three, and the Bible clearly states.
0: Yeah, because the Bible doesn't clearly state anything, just
1: so you know. <laughs> uh, I was watching this the great thing on the History Channel about... Uh, the people that, what are they, 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 the you know, Pentecostals with the snakes, they use snakes to, you know, drive out evil. Yeah, mm-hmm. And their inspiration for doing it was, the Bible clearly states in Mark verse 18.12 that you will take serpents and drive evil out of, and I'm like, does the Bible clearly state that? And is that what what they want you to do, is play with rattlers in front of your congregation?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if the Bible, the Bible clearly states that to you. Whatever the Bible states to you works for you, and what it states for me works for me, and all of those are keys for us to discover our way into the great mystery that no one understands so you go for it dude yeah i say that the book of esther is an awesome action movie and if anybody ever reads the book of Esther esther and makes an action movie out of it it's going to be great i see denzel washington in that really i see raquel welch in it <laughs>
1: bah, bah,
0: bah, the Biography
1: channel's got to do something on raquel welch
0: yeah boy i saw her on an episode of lois and clark the new adventures of superman a couple weeks ago uh, she still had it all together that raquel i gotta tell you
1: we didn't even talk about the tv shows or anything wow uh, well, right, well did you watch I, survivor did you watch survivor i did i did um you know aussie's little thing seemed to work out okay for him
0: yeah but it didn't even matter because then you know john flipped anyway but it was i don't really you know, know what though what
1: you know who's exposed is that guy is it Jim the card player the medical marijuana dispenser guy
0: oh yeah yeah yeah
1: like he's a bully and he's mean and then Brandon heard that and was like you know see what I mean and if anything it just kind of like that guy blew it for everybody else because now Cochran realizes he has no friends on that side
0: yeah well Cochran should have realized that in the first place but he doesn't have any friends in the new tribe either coach totally played him is what happened yeah yeah so
1: coach is a player a serious player this time around
0: yeah yeah so i don't want anybody to win basically i don't like any of these people
1: I i'd tried like to win. pan
0: am oh did you did you i watched pan am but I, I and i started watching the amazing race and i got about five minutes into it and i said, said it was boring and I, I officially stopped watching the amazing race and took it off
1: yeah, i can't remember the amazing race i know there's yet another reprieve because they want to keep the football couple around more right Um, so that, yeah, that show's becoming disappointing for me. Pan Am, I watched up until I couldn't watch it anymore. I got in a little, uh, tete-a-tete with, um, Starry Magazine about that show. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Yeah, but it was a good one. You know, like I said, they posted something about Pan Am and I said, ah, we've been following that show. I, I think it's grounded. I don't see it. You know, coming back. And then they said, well, it actually just got renewed for a whole other season. I go, oh, I stand corrected. And they're like, maybe you should give it another chance. I'm like, oh, I'll do that. You know, I'm going to give it another chance. And then she's like, thanks for staying classy, Bob. Oh, well,
0: that's not much of a tete-a-tete. That seems about right. No, no,
1: it wasn't. But I, I just wanted to work that into my speech.
0: Yeah, this, the, yeah, there you go. The last, um, this last episode of, of Pan Am actually explained Christina Ricci's character.
1: Um Oh, it gave a little background. She's in college, right? And uh, she was sitting in because she couldn't afford classes. Is that what I'm right? To she's, basically
0: a, a, she's basically a she's basically a hustler, is what she is. She's that's what she does. Uh-huh. She hustles. So that's kind of her. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's kind of a fraud. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I, yes. Again, Pan Am is. Uh, it, it was just enough for me to you know not be all that invested and it's 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 still i i thought it was awful the first but it's kind of growing on me i'll say that it's growing on me yeah. oh yeah oh yeah all right well let's get out of here this comedy cavalcade we were uh, we were hysterical today
1: <laughs> <laughs> waka waka
0: so i'd ask what you were doing this weekend but i know you're going to Boca Raton Florida how and we won't be doing a show next week cuz you're going to be Floridian are you going to what are you going to do in Florida
1: in Florida, well, I am going to sit by the beach and then sit by the pool, and then occasionally probably have a mojito or something like that. We're going to spend five days in Boca Raton. My wife's father has a, you know, a condo. They're like all good East coasters. When the weather gets bad, he has a place to go to in Florida. So we're going to see that for the first time, and I hear it's lovely. And then we're spending two fabulous nights to close out our trip out there in Miami and Miami Beach at the W Hotel. So Ooh. I'd like to thank friend of the show Lydia for getting a great rate for us because we could not afford to stay there otherwise. And so yeah, we're just gonna get gussied up and dance a little bit when we're in Miami, and we're gonna get well tanned. And when we're in Boca Raton, and uh, I'm gonna eat a lot of fish. What do you got right. going on
0: this week? I've never been to Florida. I've read a lot of books that take place in Florida, so I feel like I've been there, and I've I'd like to go there someday. But uh, so You're I'd a like a full Heisen report. fan. I am a Carl Hayson fan, so that's it all takes place in Florida there. Yeah, yeah. Uh this weekend, much like last weekend, I just have well, first of all I have a birthday party to go to on Saturday night, so there's that. Um but I just have movie screening after movie screening to go to. This past weekend, right. I mentioned I saw the artist and anonymous. Uh first of all, the artist is phenomenal. Uh, I recommend. Uh, phenomenal is is overstating it. Um, I really enjoyed The Artist, and I, I think everybody should go see The Artist. I don't know if you'll enjoy it as much as I did, uh, since I'm okay. a cinephile, uh, and I'm, I live in Hollywood and, and involved in the business. Uh, but it, it, it truly is a film about an artist, and it's 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 well done. I recommend it. And I recommend seeing it in a theater. Um, so there. But I'm going to go see a movie called Win Win, which I don't know anything about. I'm going to go see Puss in Boots in 3D uh nice. and then uh i also have a screening for the dis uh the rise of the planet of the apes which i may or may not see and uh, something called the descendants which i think is happening uh mm, saw ad for that yeah i'll be seeing that and then i just in the mail yesterday got invites to go see hugo the new martin scorsese 3d pick and the adventures of Tintin, which i'm actually kind of excited about so i'll be huh. seeing those so i got a lot of movies to see basically and uh, hopefully getting some sleep in there as well
1: well i wish you luck with all that movie viewing you're kind of like alex in a clockwork orange i picture you somehow sitting in front of a movie screen with toothpicks holding your eyes open well, normally that's how I am, sitting and watching a movie. I'll, I, I, I will be
0: like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm i watch it, and then I'll kind of think about what I'm going to eat next and what I'm going to do next, mm-hmm. and I'll look at the... There's always a point in the movie theater where I actually look at all the other people in the theater watching the movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, look at all these people. Uh, but that didn't happen during The Artist, I have to say. I actually was engaged in the film the whole time, whereas in Anonymous I went in and out of watching it like I normally do
1: yeah so it wasn't uh anonymous was wasn't really that good a movie did you you weren't buying the whole story uh you know i didn't care about the story because well
0: it's not that i didn't care about the story but i don't really care about the historical accuracy of the story i mean i'll watch any oh, movie with a story in it ah. i mean I, I wasn't watching it as if i was watching a uh a true story i've done enough you know, I, I know enough about Shakespeare having a degree in theater from UCLA to know that there isn't much to be known about Shakespeare. Ah. So, you know, the there there just isn't much history in that amount of time. There isn't much recorded history around it. So you can kind of make up everything that you want. Um, what I am enjoying, actually, is uh, I'm watching a show on BBC America called Whitechapel, which is uh, about the there's a copycat Jack the Ripper murderer in london happening at the same time who's recreating the jack the ripper murders exactly um i'm i like that because uh, much yeah i don't know why i mentioned that let's get the hell out of here let's stop doing this show i'm tired i'm sick
1: it's over for a week
0: yeah and then it's back right so thanks for sticking through this with us we'd l- i'm sure we're gonna get a lot of email and calls yeah. f- about this show uh um, occupying this show with us yes why don't you go occupy occupy oakland rob
1: <laughs> man i just don't have the fucking gumption <laughs> I, just, I don't
0: care all right well we care about you listeners love you thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next next week
1: next next week can you tell me what the did you hear what the can you hear what the they